Now let's open up our Bibles to our Old Testament passage, and we're going to go from Nehemiah chapter 1 all the way to chapter 2, verse 20 together. I love the book of Nehemiah. It teaches some amazing principles, and it's one of my favorites. So let's go through. It says, The words of Nehemiah, the son of Hakaliah. Now it happened in the month of Chislev in the twentieth year, and I was in Susa at the citadel. Then Hanani, one of my brothers, came with certain men from Judah, and I asked them concerning the Jews who escaped, who had survived the exile, and concerning Jerusalem. And they said to me, The remnant there in the province who had survived the exile is in great trouble and shame. The wall of Jerusalem is broken down, and its gates are destroyed by fire. As soon as I heard these words, I sat down and wept and mourned for days, and I continued fasting and praying before the God of heaven. And I said, O Lord, God of heaven, great and awesome God, who keeps covenant and steadfast love with those who love him and keep his commands. What a way to open up a prayer by worshiping him and reminding God of who he is and what he does. Let your ear be attentive and your eyes open to hear the prayer of your servant, that I now pray before you day and night for the people of Israel, your servant, confessing the sins of the people of Israel, which we have sinned against you. Even I and my father's house have sinned. We have acted very corruptly against you and have not kept the commandments, the statutes, and the rules that you commanded your servant Moses. Remember the word that you commanded your servant Moses, saying, If you are unfaithful, I will scatter you among the peoples. But if you return to me and keep my commands and do them, though your outcasts are in the outermosts of the parts of heaven, there I will gather them and bring them to the place that I have chosen to make my name dwell there. Again, that is who he is and what he does. There, your servant and your people, whom you have redeemed by your great power and by your strong hand, O Lord, let your ear be attentive to the prayer of your servant, and let the prayer of your servant who delights, who delights, who delights to fear your name, and give success to your servant today, and grant him mercy in the sight of this man. So he's saying, okay, Lord. Let's remember who you are and everything you've done. Father, I want to make things right. I want to help your people. I want to help your children turn back to you. Lord, you said that if we do that, you will build us up. Lord, give me favor as I get ready to work on this and figure out how to do this and ask favor to do so. Now, once this prayer is done, now I was cupbearer to the king. Chapter 2. In the month of Nisan, in the twentieth year of King Artaxerxes, when wine was before him, I took up the wine and gave it to the king. Now I had not been sad in his presence. And the king said to me, Why is your face sad? Seeing you are not sick, this is nothing but sadness of the heart. Then I was very much afraid. I said to the king, Let the king live forever. Why should my face be sad when the city, the place of my father's graves, lies in ruin, and its gates have been destroyed by fire? The king said to me, What are you requesting? 
So I prayed to God of heaven. So here he is in front of the king. And the king asks this important question. And Nehemiah takes a moment to pray before responding. So I prayed to God of heaven. And I said to the king, if it pleases the king, and if your servant has found favor in your sight, that you send me to Judah, to the city of my father's graves, that I may rebuild it. And the king said to me, the queen sitting beside him, How long will you be gone, and when will you return? So it pleased the king to send me when I had given him a time. And I said to the king, If it pleases the king, let letters be given to me, to the governors of the province beyond the river, that they may let me pass through until I come to Judah. And a letter to Asaph, the keeper of the king's forest, that he may give me timber to make beams for the gates and for the fortresses of the temple, for the wall of the city, and for the houses that I shall occupy. And the king granted what I asked, favor, for the good hand of my God was upon me. Then I came to the governors of the province beyond the river and gave them the king's letters. Now the king had sent with me officers of his army and horsemen. But when Sanballat the Horonite and Tobiah the Ammonite servant heard this, it displeased them greatly that someone had come to seek the welfare of the people of Israel. So I went to Jerusalem and was there three days. You're going to hear more about those names as we go through. Then I arose in the night, I and a few men with me, and I told no one what my God had put in my heart to do for Jerusalem. There was no animal with me but the one on which I rode. I went out by night by the valley gate to the dragon spring and to the dung gate, and I inspected all the walls of Jerusalem that were broken down and its gates that had been destroyed by fire. He expected and inspected everything before he was about to begin. Then I went on to the fountain gate and to the king's pool, but there was no room for the animal that was under me to pass. Then I went up in the night by the valley and inspected the wall, and I turned back and entered the valley gate, so returned. And the officials did not know where I had gone or what I was doing. And I had not yet told the Jews, the priests, the nobles, the officials, and the rest who were to do the work. Then I said to them, you see the trouble we are in? How Jerusalem lies in ruin with its gates burned? Come, let's rebuild the wall of Jerusalem that we may no longer suffer in derision. And I told them of the hand of my God, and that had been on me for good, and also for the words that the king had spoken to me. And they said, Let us rise up and build. So they strengthened their hand for the good work, ready to tackle and to take on this good hard work that's in store. But when Senballat the Horonite and Tobiah, the Ammonite servant, and Geshem, the Arab, heard of it. They jeered at us and despised us and said, What is this thing that you are doing? Are you rebelling against the king? Here they go with all the crazy things that are coming out of their mouth. Then I replied to them, The God of heaven will make us prosper. 
and we, his servants, will arise and build. But you have no portion or right or claim in Jerusalem. Now let's open up our hearts and let's worship our Heavenly Father some more this morning. You are my secure 
let's go through our New Testament passage. We are going to be going to 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 1 to 21 together. This is how one should regard us, as servants of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. Moreover, it is required of servants that they be found faithful. Are we found faithful? We are all servants of God. Amen. Are we faithful? Faithful to him, faithful to our walk with him, our prayer life, our devotional life. But with me, it is a very small thing that I should be judged by you or by any human court. In fact, I do not even judge myself, for I am not aware of anything against myself, but I am not thereby acquitted. It is the Lord who judges me. Amen. Therefore, do not pronounce judgment before time, before the Lord comes, who will bring to light the things now hidden in the darkness, and will disclose the purposes of the heart. Then each one will receive his commendation from God. I have applied all these things to myself and Apollos for your benefit, Brothers, that you may learn not to go beyond what is written, that none of you may be puffed up in favor of one against another. For who sees everything, anything different in you? What do you have that you did not receive? If you then received it, why did you boast as if you did not receive it? Already you have all you want. Already you have become rich. Without us, you have become kings. And would that you did reign, so that we may share this rule with you. For I think that God has exhibited us apostles as last of all, like men sentenced to death, because we have become a spectacle to the world, to angels and to men. We are fools for Christ's sake. But you are wise in Christ. We are weak, but you are strong. You are held in honor, but we in disrepute. To the present hour, we hunger and thirst. We are poorly dressed and buffeted and homeless. And we labor working with our own hands. When reveled, we bless. When persecuted, we endure. When slandered, we entreat. We have become and are still, like the scum of the world, the refuse of all things. I do not write these things to make you ashamed, but to admonish you as my beloved children. For though you have countless guides in Christ, you do not have many fathers. For I became your father in Christ Jesus through the gospel. So here we see him saying, hey guys, look. I'm your spiritual father because and through the gospel and all of these things, let's remember these things together. I urge you then be imitators of me. He says, guys, I'm your spiritual father. Imitate me. Why? Because we know it's going to be imitate him as he imitates Christ, right? That is why I sent you Timothy, my beloved and faithful child in the Lord, to remind you of my ways in Christ as I teach them everywhere in every church. So here he's saying, guys, I haven't changed. And now I'm sending you Timothy 
who is like me, who acts like me, who has been trained by me to be there among you to remind you of these ways, these ways that I have taught you, these ways that we need to live by in our life. Let us remember this. And he's reminding them and teaching them. And now Timothy comes to be there. He continues in verse 18. Some are arrogant as though I were not coming to you, but I will come to you if the Lord wills. And I will find out not the talk of these arrogant people, but their power for the kingdom of God does not consist in talk, but in power. What do you wish? Shall I come to you with a rod or with love in a spirit of gentleness? Here are some important things for us to remember. How is our heart? How is our life? How is our actions? Are we living in a life that honors God? He says we need to be the same in the ways of Christ, that we need to be imitators of Christ. Are we? Is that what we're doing? That's something very important that we should think through and apply in our heart and in our life. Let us pray together this morning. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we come to you and we come in your presence. Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you that we understand the paths that we should and should not be on. Lord, we pray, help us all to be imitators of you. Lord, we are all your sons and we want to follow you and live a life that you can bless and live a life that gives you honor, that gives you glory, that gives you praise, Father God. So Lord, help us understand how we should be and how we should not be. Lord, give us the wisdom in how we should pray and live and plan our life, just as you gave favor to Nehemiah, just as you taught here in the book of 1 Corinthians and 2 Corinthians, Lord God. We just pray, Lord God, that these principles we apply in our life. Lord, in this season, we pray for our government officials as they're making important decisions for our country and for our nation. Father, let your hand be upon them. Lord, give them wisdom to take care of your children, Father. Lord, we pray for our frontliners, for our medical doctors and nurses. Lord, keep them all healthy. Keep them all strong, Lord God. Lord, give them wisdom in how to care for your children as well. Lord, let sickness and disease be far from them and be far from their household. Keep us, your children, healthy, Lord. We thank you that no sickness or disease shall conquer, Lord God, but Lord, your hand is upon us. Father, we pray for the blessings of a tither to be upon our household. Lord, for the double restoration that is coming. We thank you. We claim it. We receive it. And we look forward to seeing your goodness fulfilled. Lord, we come to you this morning in full praise and honor because you are so worthy of our praises, of our glory. Lord, we thank you for who you are, for what you've done. We thank you that we get to come together and worship you in any way that we can. So Lord, we just continue to pray for opportunity for us to be able to gather together, to come to worship you, to praise you, Lord God. Lord, we thank you that you will be able to be with us, Lord God, over this next season. We thank you for your goodness and your faithfulness, Father, in our life. In Jesus' name, amen and amen.
Well, COP, thank you so much for being with me this morning. I look forward to seeing you again next weekend. But please make sure, reach out to us if you have any concerns, any prayer requests. We would love to be able to pray with you and agree with you in Jesus' name about what God is going to be doing in your life. I hope you have an amazing day, an amazing weekend, and we will see each other again real soon, Lord willing. Bye, guys. Take care and God bless.